It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now let's join our host, Ron Myers. Welcome, listeners. So good to be with you today on Get the Hell Out of Your Life. I'm Ron Myers, and my goal today is to encourage and empower and inspire you. Well, today's guest has an incredible story that I am so excited to bring to you. His name is Sam. I met him about a year ago, and he had a an incredible journey of drugs, of just a crazy life, but I'm going to let you hear it from Sam himself. He's on the phone calling me in from Missouri. Sam, are you there, buddy? I'm here, brother. Amen. Well, Sam, uh, you're Sam Pache. So tell the listeners, who is Sam Pache? <laughs> just starting out. First of all, Sam Pache is a guy living up in Missouri now, so <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not Mississippi no more. I got to do that for about 10 years, and that was exciting, but... um. Now I'm up in Missouri, so like you said, really socially distancing. I'm a, I'm a guy who grew up in church, grew up with a, an amazing family um, in my book, uh, the oldest of four boys, and um, grew up around all the best preachers and teachers and a lot of the denominations and got some of the best preaching and teaching, but from a very young age was very rebellious and, uh, man, really just distracted, didn't know where I was at, where I was going, and... Uh, by the time I was 11, I was 11, I uh, started using my first drugs. I'll say that, uh, but I remember being exposed to a lot of stuff, even at a young age, um, even in the school systems, TVs, all that stuff. It's it's amazing how the imagery is. So, so let, me, let me get this right, Sam. You're yeah. in big churches. I think you even said you were in the church where Joyce Meyer came out of, and your dad's an on-fire right. Christian, and right. you're in church, and you're not— clapping your hands and jumping up and down you are bored and you're looking for some a little excitement in life yeah <laughs> that's a good way to put it yeah a little excitement a little bit of uh i guess finding my own way trying to understand things in my terms uh, and really just being curious what were you curious about really just what was on the other side uh you know growing up in legalism you know religious term growing up so uh not being able to even listen to like the real hardcore Christian metal bands or rap groups or whatever, because it, I mean, that kind of thing. So um, everything that you were deprived of and was told you can't do, you can't listen to this music. You were something was drawing you into into that darkness. Is that right? Into, yeah, and it's yeah, that's right. Trying to figure out, just trying to figure out my way and trying to figure out if if the truth that I was being told or the facts I was being told were actual facts, doing my own fact checking, <laughs> doing you your know? own fact checking. We all need that. Yeah. So the darkness yeah. is calling you in out of the church pews at 11 years old. And your first thing you do is you, well, one of the things is you start with a joint. So you start 11 years old. That's, that's amazing. At 11, I was trying to play little league baseball, even though I was sitting on bench most of the time. So you start at 11 with pot and then where does it go from there? Really and truly, it just picked up because I, uh, what I started doing is I found myself jumping from like scene to scene almost. Uh, like you have those shows where you get all the different cliques or the different types of people, and I would just jump from click to click and really just hung out with everybody trying to figure out what they were doing. So, of course, coming with all those different types of click, whether it was the, the rock scene with the methamphetamine and the, the Adderall, all those types of things, the uppers, and then I went to the downer scene, and then... Uh, ended up riding bulls with my buddies for a while. And then I went to all the different types of hippie festivals with all the hippie folks and just tried many, many different scenes. And every scene obviously had 
types of drugs in it. So why did you mess with heroin? Definitely got into heroin. Uh, oh my goodness. So by the, yeah. By the time I was 18 is when I really started, um, intravenously using, I was, uh, I would basically shoot up anything I could get my hands on. I remember a, a story looking back one time out of Florida where they were showing this guy that had taken bath salts and he was basically like a zombie trying to eat somebody's face off. And I remember me and my buddies had gotten really heavy and everything. I was intravenously using bath salts and heroin and methamphetamine, really anything that I could um, get my hands on at that point. Cause not only was I using, I was selling. So I was trying to, I would use that money obviously to, to be able to get high. Uh, listeners on the phone is Sam Pache, who started drugs at age 11, began with pot onto heroin, just a wild, crazy life. And, uh, and you said, Sam, your parents are these, uh, wild Christians, what are they saying to you? Are they trying to tell you straighten your act up or you're going to hell, son, or what's going on with your family? Yeah, it was kind of both. And they were, uh, like I said earlier, I had three younger brothers. <laughs> First of all, they were trying to keep, I think my younger brothers outside of the scope of, uh, what was going on. I don't, honestly, I talked to my family later and they really, they just really didn't know kind of what was going on because they were involved, but they were so busy trying to work multiple jobs and doing all these things in life and being in church ministry and all this stuff that they honestly didn't, um, they honestly didn't know half of what was going on. So they didn't realize it till later on. My mom told me, you know, one time I was gone in a buddy's house and I came back home and I had X amount of marijuana and cocaine, all these different types of things and different things in the basement or in the basement where my bedroom was. And they had laid it all out and they were like, what is this? So that was by the time I was 16 and they were like, we did not know anything was going on. But by that time I was so heavy into it. Yeah, that was kind of, I was kind of already past the point. So at that point, man, they really started seeking and fasting and praying and trying to figure out what to do. And by that time I was so far off in rebellion. It was, it wasn't a lost cause, but I was pretty much that far. We were, we were getting into arguments days and night and that's if I was coming home and all those types of things. Wow. Listeners on the phone is Sam Pache. Sam started drugs at age 11, uh, started with pot, then on to heroin. And uh, today he is uh, a free uh, man doing some incredible things. We'll get in that uh, into that in just a little bit. Sam, and then you heard a preacher one day uh, from uh, a former Hell's Angel, and something happened. What what happened with that? I had, I had multiple encounters kind of with the Lord. And it's, you know, it's some of those things, everybody has their own journey, but this is just something for me. So it doesn't mean everybody goes through it, but it was one of those things. I was at a meeting with my dad. I just happened to be in the house and some strange reason. I was, he was like, you want to go with me tonight? And I was like, sure, let's go. So I was around my twenties. And, uh, I remember I was at a meeting and this guy was talking about the power of God. And man, one of the things he did he, when he started praying for folks, I was like, yeah, we'll see, you know, that's kind of, but it put me on my butt. And I got stuck to the ground. I remember for about an hour and a half and I literally couldn't get up. And I just had this encounter with the Lord where I was like, man, what in the world? But for me, I was more like a Jonah. I, as soon as I got back up, I took right back off. It scared me so much. I ran right back out into the world. And uh, I would have these encounters. And at that point, I kind of knew, you know, everybody to me has like an innate conscious. You kind of know what's wrong and right, but sometimes it gets seared and you just don't want to listen. So I would have moments more than often than that of me being in these really dark places and knowing just to cry out to the Lord, whether it's in the hotels or wherever, where I would have these experiences were just near death experiences multiple times, even multiple churches, multiple uh, interstates. I mentioned that on the video we did just multiple times of shutting down interstates and totaling out multiple vehicles and being in the hospital literally just all the time, just trying to, um, 
really, I think it was honestly Satan just trying to take my life and God wow. keeping that hidden protection around me. So, Well, Sam, we're going to take a break. And when we come back from the break, we're going to tell the listeners the good news. Where was the transformation? What happened? What's life like today? Listeners, you don't want to miss Sam's uh, transformation. And then he's going to give some advice. He has told me today that he's got a word out there for from God for somebody out there listening. So we'll be back right after the break. We all need encouragement. Encouragement does one of two things. It either frees us from the trouble we fear or it gives us the strength and courage to meet the trouble when it comes. If you would like to receive a weekly text message of encouragement, simply text the word INSPIRE to 51660. That's INSPIRE to 51660. Our messages will encourage, inspire, and empower you on your journey through life. Life is tough. Be encouraged. What's your story? We're looking for stories of hope and overcoming life's struggles with God's grace. Your story validates God's love, mercy, restoration, and forgiveness. We want to help you share your story with the world. Visit our website, thepromoter.org, and click on the Share Your Story link and submit your story. Your testimony of God's amazing grace will change a person's destiny for eternity. Welcome back, listeners. Um, on the phone, my guest today is Sam Pache, who started drugs at age 11 and began with pot onto heroin. And wow, just a wild and crazy life in church, out of church, and uh, running from God and almost uh, killed himself in several occasions. And uh, But now we're at the part where the transformation comes. So what happened? God, Sam, uh, God is trying to get your attention. So how did it finally work? You know, the saying, sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was, I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired, but I still didn't know where to go. So I, I tried like state type uh, rehabs and um, even just church events because I was still kind of drawn to that. And uh, one day a youth pastor, one of my brother's youth pastors, ended up mentioning um, a place called Home of Grace in Mississippi. And I started looking at rehabs and a lot of them were very long. And I was like, oh, there ain't no way I can do that. And some of them at the time, I still smoke cigarettes. So. I was like, oh, I can't go there if they don't allow us to smoke cigarettes, all this type of stuff. And um, I ended up getting to the rehab Mississippi Home of Grace, and ended up, I had an encounter with the Lord. And it was, frankly, it was all the years of fasting and praying, I believe, that my family did, and they never given up on me. And uh, when I started having that encounter with the Lord, I started realizing that, hey, there is a God, first of all, because I had gotten to the place where I didn't believe in God. I didn't want nothing to do with God. I was kind of like the guy that wanted to turn people from God. And because uh, I was just so bitter and so angry and so rebellious. And uh, man, when I had that encounter, I realized that the Lord was real and that he did have a good purpose for my life. And then not only that, that he was going to use everything that I'd been through for his good and for his kingdom. And that no matter what I did, he had loved me. And that's why the Bible says even while we were sinners, he loved us. And for me, that was so hard to comprehend that it just broke me down. And I ended up in just bawling my eyes out, you know, like a little baby, like and just washing I could feel that washing coming over me. And, Amen. Uh, Amen, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah, and, and then when you graduated from a home of grace, you became a counselor there, didn't you? Yeah, eventually I became a counselor there. So God allowed me to um, do all kinds of cool stuff. I got to basically in Mississippi, I was a youth pastor. I went through the Army National Guard, um, did my time there, became a veteran, and got to serve with some awesome people. 
you know, I got to go to a couple colleges and universities and I became a certified alcohol and drug counselor. And at the end of it, um, they even let me create my own program and really do an aftercare program for the guys that were graduated in the initial program. And I got to run that for a couple of years. So that was really, really awesome, man. Really awesome getting to work with guys coming out of addiction. Absolutely. Listeners on the phone, Sam Pache, who's sharing his story of uh, starting at drugs at age 11, pot, heroin, onto crazy wild things. And then God got a hold of him at the home of Grace in Van Cleve, Mississippi. And today, wow, Sam, a veteran, a college graduate, you've got a family and a uh, a child, you have a daughter, right? Yeah, thanks for saving my butt, Ron. Yeah, the biggest thing that happened to me was um, I ended up getting married. And actually, now I have two children, so I've actually had a children since we moved, a child since we moved to Missouri. So I have a son now. Well, um, congratulations, so, congratulations! Yep. And and one of the things in our interview, uh, the first time I met you. I think this is very important for parents out there. That's the parents out there that are listening right now whose child has gone astray. They're living the life of Sam. You said your mom and parents, they never gave up on you and they just always spoke life. Share that with the listeners. I think the biggest thing they did, first of all, is they had to release me to the Lord. And I think that's one of the things that's hardest for people to do, um, because obviously as parents, me being a dad, now, like I want to fix everything, everything my daughter tries to get into in two seconds. I'm like, hey, get out of that. And sometimes I've learned that some of the biggest times she learns is when she hurts or falls on herself. And then she realizes, hey, I don't want to run down the street and I don't want to do that. So I think the biggest thing is, first of all, they kind of released me to the Lord, but they always kept praying in the secret place. And then the second biggest thing that I know that they did was, while they're at church or while they're at their place of employment, because Branson was kind of a smaller town, all those things, um, a lot of people would always ask how, how I was doing. And they were always just really encouraging. And they'd be like, you know, uh, we know that God has a plan for our son, and we're not giving up on that. So they would literally just speak life. They never just could speak in life to everybody. So people even, hey, how can we pray for him? They'd be like, well, just pray, you know, pray that he fulfills his destiny and he's doing good. We're just loving on him, and we're just going to keep working with him. So everything that they did always pointed towards the positive and uh, it's it's really amazing to be able to see that now, how God gave them that foresight or let him see through his eyes that love and compassion through the cross that, hey, it might not look the way that you think it it should. But in the future, man, I got such a plan for him that it's going to change. So and your I mom, mentioned in the video. And you said yeah. one day that your mom saw a sign. She was going over a bridge or she saw some butterflies. Uh, share that story. Yeah, I, I was going to. Yeah, the, the video, I got to share that with you, man. I. It was one thing that she ended up telling me that we lived down uh, this old country road and she was going over this little bridge of the creek. And she said one time during the springtime, she knew that God was about to change everything because all these butterflies flew in front of the car. And there's so many she really couldn't even drive. And God said, basically, I'm showing you that, you know, even a butterfly goes through a cocoon stage and they go through that dark time in their life. And uh, I'm about to change Samuel's life to where, you know, when he comes out of this, he's going to be able to affect everything and moving groups, all kinds of stuff. So he started speaking to her about that, about that life transformation that was about to take place. So that's awesome. Uh, listeners on the phone, Sam Pache, uh, sharing his incredible story today, started drugs at age 11, began with pot onto heroin. And now he's at that stage in life where God is just using him for some mighty things. And, and Sam right now, with all that's going on in the world, there's somebody listening right now, maybe their child, Maybe it's themselves. They are far from God. Drugs or depression or alcohol are just the, uh, they don't even believe in God and they don't, but they're still drawn to listen to a program like this. You've got the microphone. What would you, what would God tell that person? 
I would say coming out of my own personal walk and uh, where you might be right now, the biggest thing I've learned with God is that he's a God of mercy. Uh, if you don't know what mercy means, it means that he's going to give you things that you might not deserve. And it means that he's going to basically in a courtroom, sometimes you walk in and you're supposed to get all kinds of bad stuff and he ends up giving you the good stuff instead just because he can, just because he's able to do that. And one of the things I've learned in my walk is that in the times I didn't trust him and the times I didn't believe him, he still loved me and believed in me anyway. And then the times that now I'm walking with him, even when I mess up, he's always there for me. So one of the things I've learned with God is he's such a big God and he's such a God of understanding and such a God of love and compassion. Yes, he has justice and yes, he rules righteously, but man, he is, he's there for you. So in saying that, one of the things I've learned over the years is that the way that my encounters with God happened were not the, the religious way that we would think that they would happen. It was me literally just crying out to him and asking him, are you even there? What's up, God? And just talking to him plainly. I mean, he, he's such a plain God. He's such a, a good dad. And, uh, man, he, he's such a good brother that we literally have such an awesome intercessor and somebody that just loves us so much that it's hard to even comprehend. I know in my darkness and then in the times that I didn't get it, it, that all sounds crazy. Like everything I'm even saying now would sound crazy. But I think if you, if you even have faith of a mustard seed, you know, the smallest little seed, if you even have the smallest little faith and you just ask God, Hey, just show me the way out or, Hey man, I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. God, like I'm sick and tired of never being able to pay my rent, having broke down cars, being around these people I'm around. I just need some help. I know nobody really loves me. Nobody's looking out for me. I need somebody to be there for me, God. And I think if you just have that, that simple plea, that baby, man, I, for me, I was just a baby and I would just cry out and cry out and cry out. And, uh, any good, any good parent, you know, even if we didn't grow up with good parents or whatever, so we might not be able to understand that any good parent is going to come running eventually when that baby's crying. So for me, I just, I kept crying and I kept crying and when God showed up, he was right there for me, man. And he didn't hold it against me that I was crying. Amen. So, Amen. Well, Sam, we're almost out of time. I always like to ask the guest uh, that the name of the show is to uh, get the hell out of your life. So somebody out there listening, how do you get the hell out of your life? (laughs) It makes me, man, I think humility is the biggest thing. I think that's the hardest thing for us, man. Getting the hell out of our life is such a humble state of realizing that it's all about submission. And I think that's the hardest thing for us to do. I think, uh, I think one of the things I'm working at a, a place called Teen Challenge now, and I know the, the story of the man that started it. He just had to, he just had to quit watching his TV shows, you know, at night and just spend some time with God. And I think it's that simple. Sometimes I don't think God's looking for some big, crazy, you know, man of the hour with all the power type thing. I don't think people start out that way. I think that it's more of, man, he's just looking for somebody that's willing to just say, Hey, here I am. Here I am. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know what to do, Lord. Just please teach me and show me. And that's that's how it all starts. Sam, so well put. Listeners, Sam Pache started his drugs at 11, pot, heroin, all kinds of wild and crazy things today. Uh, a dad, a father, a loving husband, two children, works with Teen Challenge and helping people all across the world. Sam, God bless you, brother. Thank you for sharing your story today with our listeners and uh, look forward to hear more from you in the future okay amen thank you thank you Ralph. listeners i'll take a break and after the break my monologue hi this is candy anderson ferris bringing you a message of hope i like something that i read the other day it said we're all in the same boat but you know it's not like that we are in the same storm but not in the same boat our boats look different For some, their boat is 
barely staying afloat. Others are on calm seas, finding a time of silence and reflection. Others are chaos, kids running everywhere, homeschooling. Others are in a boat that brings a lot of fear, financial strain, insecurity. Some are in a boat that holds sickness or or, um, bad reports. But we all are in the same storm and we all need a constant, an anchor in the storm. And I'm here to tell you that we do have an anchor in the storms of change. Our Father never changes. There is no shadow of turning with Him. So when we're tempted to look at things through the lens of our own wants and circumstances, when we tend to look at others' boats, we need to look at things with a God view, not with our own expectations. So how do we do that? We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Hebrews 3.1 says, Therefore, holy brothers, who share in this heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, the apostle and the high priest. And that's what you and I are to do. Fix our eyes on him. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. It was 1986. Ron Myers Productions was preparing for a new event at the Rice Pavilion in Gulfport, the Gumbo Festival. Now, I needed an attention-getting promotion, something that would draw a crowd. So I did what any enterprising promoter would do. I got in my bag of tricks and took 100-gallon aquarium tank, filled it with water, all the goodies to make it look spectacular. It looked like the New Orleans Aquarium. That is everything except the fish. (laughs) That's right, no fish. And here was the promotion. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, for the first time in America, come see the amazing invisible fish straight from the depths of the Amazon rainforest. (laughs) Well, it wasn't long before crowds began to gather around that fish tank. Festival goers would just stand and stare and some would yell, there ain't no fish in there. Others would yell, yes, there is. Can't you see the water move? Well, the water moved because things in the air fell in the water, mainly bugs and dust. That year, I understood the words of P.T. Barnum. There is a sucker born every minute. Now, there was no admission charge. It was just a hoax. But it was amazing how many people stood there and stared, wanting to believe. Today... Our adversary, the devil, has created a hoax that many believe. The hoax is that we are too far gone for God to ever use us, or your children will never get off drugs, or your wife or husband, they will never change, or the real zingers. God is so tired of your crap that why do you even bother to talk to him? Well, as the former creator of hoaxes, I am here to tell you, that those are lies. Those are a hoax from your adversary, the devil. God will never leave you or your children. Sometimes the mistakes 
in life are wrong choices, our lack of enthusiasm for life can open the door for you and I to believe the lies and hoaxes of the enemy. But the truth is, we are never too old, too goofy, too messed up, too ornery, or too far gone for God. In fact, God has a heart for the weak, the tired, the misfits, the outcast, the thieves, the liars. That includes me and you. God's mercy is greater than our mistakes, and when we ask Him to forgive, He throws our past into the sea of forgetfulness. Friends, if you would like to start a new life, a clean slate, put a kick in your step, then do what I did 20 years ago. Get the hell out of your life. And today, you know me, I'm a wild and crazy guy for Jesus. Not because I go to church or I went to some school. I opened up my heart to the truth. And I asked God, if you're real, come to me. If you're real, show yourself to me. If you're real, lead me to my destiny. And guess what? God showed up and showed off in my life. I, like so many others, are living proof that God delights in taking the worst and transforming them into the best. In fact, I have something for you. I will tell you about it right after the break. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, back to Ron. Well, listeners, my time is up, and perhaps you are battling addiction or depression, or you just have some plain hell in your life. Well, don't be ashamed or embarrassed. The enemy comes in like a flood in our weaknesses and screws up our head, and it's time to just get a new life. I know for you and myself, things are difficult, but with God, we will survive. We will be stronger, and we're not going to fear. Now, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I want you to take a minute and just pray with me. Dear Jesus, thank you for speaking to me today. Thank you for not leaving me alone in my times of troubles. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me another chance. Please forgive me. I have sinned against you. Jesus, wash me, make me new. I ask you to be my Savior, my Lord, and my very best friend. From this day on, I give myself to you. Show me my divine destiny, Jesus. Amen. Hey, if you said that prayer, and even if you didn't say that prayer, I have something I want to give you absolutely free. I created a book 20 years ago called Discover Your Divine Destiny. Well, I've redone uh, it. It's new and improved, and it's absolutely for free. It's an uh, ebook. You download it off of my website. Simply go to thepromoter.org, and you'll see the instructions on there. It should be right there on the front page, 
how to download the ebook absolutely free, Discover Your Divine Destiny. It's a map to your divine destiny, and I think you will absolutely love it. Well, until next week, this is Ron Myers reminding you, this is your time to discover your destiny by getting the hell out of your life. Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope.